You are listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast powered by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out Universe for this and many other great Batman podcasts. And you know what? If you like this and all these other great Batman podcasts, we have a survey up on the BatmanUniverse.net's page that we'd like you to take. Tell us what you like that the website's doing, what you don't like, what you want more of, and what you want less of. I'm Josh, and joining me is... This is Donovan. And we're going to take a look at the Red Queen, um, the Halloween episode of Gotham. But instead of trick or treating, Literally. we're taking ele- yeah. But instead of trick or treating, we're going to take elevator rides with our ex girlfriends because that's always fun. Um, <laughs> trick or treat. <laughs> um, so Nigma's up all night getting you know tricks and treats, you know, with his new um, lover. Who uh, I'm, I'm calling Kringle Clone. Don is Don is calling her Kringle Riley. So uh, <laughs> because I like I like the same joke. <laughs> Yeah, every clone has the last name Riley. Uh, we don't know if she's a clone, folks. Just like right now, like the narrative in the show is they happen to look alike, and they happen to both be like you know. So not- this is this is in the Archie universe. Yeah, <laughs> there was an Archie episode from like the sixties or seventies where Jughead had like an exact look like also named Jughead for no reason, except the other one was a kung fu master. Was um, his name also but- Jughead? <laughs> was this a little yeah. too crazy? Yeah, well, it was like. Something that stood for Jughead. He's like, Jughead for shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the good news is, both Penguin and Riddler are in love. The only bad news is, it's not with each other. Nigma loves, you know, Kringle clone. And Penguin loves, you know, to gossip. Like, he goes over there. He's like, you didn't hear it from me. But, you know, your boyfriend likes to kill people that happen to look exactly like you. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Enjoy your date. Marge, can you close your eyes? I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> High five. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, you know, and speaking of love being in there, Bruce is cooking a romantic dinner for Selena. There's just one problem. She's late. And it's, actually, that's like the full extent of that plot line, pretty much. Like, not even an example. Yeah, that probably could have been cut out, but yeah, yeah, that seemed like father for a deleted scene, like something you get on the DVD. But that's okay, you know. I always like more Davi Mazows and Cameron Beacon. Davi Mazows learn how to cook and when to show off an episode. Well, I'll get to it when we talk. I, I, I guess I'll mention this now. Like, wasn't he joking about learning a new craft when he gave up like the whole Court of Owls thing? I thought he might have joked about learning how to cook. So when it showed him cooking, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> he, he's really doing this. And then when I realized it was... I, 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 Selena, I feel like, I like oh. at least in... I think, I think in post-crisis, they, they established that Bruce Wayne did not know how to cook because he was rich. So this is this is one thing that that, that, that this version of Bruce Wayne no, gets over the, the comics version. Uh-huh. Which is nice. Take that, Norm Brayfogle. <laughs> is this your fault? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else happens? Oh, yes. Um... Gordon, you know, uh, decides to Trips take... balls! Yeah, Gordon decides to take some drugs. He doesn't decide to, but, you know, he runs into Mad Hatter. Um, straight after being dumped, you know, by, by a woman who just got shot. How pathetic can you get? And uh, It wasn't like it was his fault or anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Mad Hatter tries to poison Gotham's elite. Barnes, you know, gets angry. 
Uh, and uh, and it turns out Gordon's father is alive and leading the court of owls because soap opera. <laughs> because that will be a good twist that the viewers will enjoy. Yeah. Okay. So I mentioned last week. Well, I'm happy that we're finally going to see Gordon's father. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> what, are you, what are you thinking this week? Uh, I liked seeing him, like you know, in war, and I liked you know the brief conversation with his father. But I don't like his dad is alive and leading this evil organization because why? And because like that is really coincidental. Um, a few writers of Spider-Man have pointed out before um, that it's it becomes contrived when every single supervillain winds up like working being someone that works for the Daily Bugle or one of Peter Parker's best friends. It's just like the coincidences become too deep and. The fact that, like, not only is Gordon's father alive, but he's he's the leader of the Court of Elves, that seems way too, like... I mean, they implied that he was. Like, like does uh, everyone that Gordon knows have to be the most important person in, uh, in the city? Well, I mean, like, you know, every character is the most important because they're all, like, Batman characters, so I guess, kind of. Oh, not... Well, I'm trying to think. Like, there's characters who aren't, like, the most important characters in the cities. Like, you know, the Kringle women, you know, uh, they're not well, all that relatively, you know, big players. <laughs> I mean, and, and Lucius Fox, you know, like, yeah, he's a big deal at Wayne Enterprises, but, like, you know, Gordon's dad is, like, the leader of the Court of Owls. Okay. That seems. <laughs> Why did I do that? <laughs> and, and alive. Um, because the whole, like, secret evil fox. They did something like that on Heroes 2, where um, the Petrelli brothers, like, their dad was presumed dead, and it turns out he was alive, and he was, like, leader of the evil people. Um, I was just about to say, on 24, another Fox show, Jack Bauer, like, had, uh, his father, was who, who was, like, James Cromwell, he came back, and, like, he turned out that he, too, he too, was evil and helping the terrorists, you guys. It's like, no, these, these heroes can't be oh, normal gosh. heroes. And, and, and on Scandal, Olivia Pope's father, like, turned out to be, like, the leader of, like, the secret shadow government organization. Now, that, that I can believe because it's Joe Morton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh and, and, and he does it awesomely, yeah, but, like... It's, a, you know, it's almost like the whole, like, Dr. Hurt, it, Batman, it, R.I.P. You know, thing. Can we have some more, like, every man and every woman? Like, I mean, I love my parents, but they're not leaders of any secret organizations that I know of. I mean... It actually would make sense if my dad was, but, um... Yeah. um <laughs> my dad is a high-ranking, like, fire chief in Florida, like, you know, uh, that works for the city, but, you know... <laughs> Did you wear, like, an, uh, a, an owl ring? <laughs> I mean, like, um... This you, means you that, you, like... That Gordon's dad killed Bruce Wayne's dad. Oh, for God's sake! Like, like, like you, you say that like you want more everyman heroes. Like Gordon used to be, or he is that way in the comics. There is no like you know grand destiny crap with like the war and his dead father. Like there is no daddy issues. Like, I, 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 don't mind, I don't mind the war. You know, he he used to serve in the army. I I, I could I could dig that. Like, yeah, I, actually, I, I do I do stomach that fine. But like giving him daddy issues, I think it's just kind of like like. Lazy writing. I didn't personally hate the daddy stuff, but like it felt very much like I knew exactly what, where they, where they were going at with every beat. It wasn't very dramatic, and it's like, no, please come back, daddy. I love you. Like, yeah, I, I, I hate because every time there's a fantasy where someone like visits the dead relative, it's always the whole cliche. No, come back, even though I know this is fake. You know, blah blah. It was yeah. very very Uncle Ben. Yeah, the first night that Gordon was a cop, you know, he was too busy, like, showing off his badge, and he didn't stop. (laughs) (laughs) He he figured, why should he get involved? But that night, the police were at his his (laughs) house. You directly quote the 90s show. 
<laughs> they tried to hit me, but they hit her. <laughs> Gosh. And then and then Gordon's like secret fantasy is not only to be married to Lee with a son and daughter, but to be married to Lee in like nineteen forties Americana, you know. Um, exactly. I, I did steal that joke from you when you texted me, so I, I Early nineteen like, that's that's like that's like pre World War Two, forty nineteen forties. It's crazy. Yeah. I know, with like and for some reason, the son doesn't ask to give him a rub down like in the comics. Um, <laughs> you say for some reason, so that, that we demand to see that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to listeners who have forgotten or who didn't listen to that episode, there's Last like a season. Silver Age, or actually, it's like very late Golden Age comic where like Gordon's pre-crisis son, Tony Gordon, like we find out that apparently every night he like gives his dad a full body massage, and then like there's an issue where Batman's impersonating Gordon, and he's like a no body massage. <laughs> And there's like this like panel of Gordon's son looking very very like quizzical thing, and that's funny. Dad never says no to his nightly like you know body rub from me. <laughs> so, <laughs> which which like that would have been taking place around the time when Gordon's fantasy in this like episode. Though. I didn't well, look into the names, and there's no it, it, James Gordon Jr. The daughter was named Frankie, right? The daughter was what? I think one of the kids were named Frankie. I think it was the daughter, so we didn't hear the son's name. He could have been Tony. No, no, no. It was Frankie and Julie. Because I remember thinking, oh, maybe the daughter's uh, Julie Madison for reasons. <laughs> why? <laughs> she, 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 she only exists, like, I guess, like, you know, after the mid-season finale where he dates her, I guess. Well, and then, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, why would Gordon and Lee's, like, you know, daughter have the last name of Madison? But... <laughs> So are, do we, are, we, are we talking about, like, Gordon's, like, you know, trip this episode? I guess yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so so I – it was kind of hit, hit or miss for me. I actually ended up really liking the Barbara Keane interstitials. Um, it's not like you want to jump in there? Oh, no, no, no. I was letting you expand if you wanted to. But um, what I've said before is my favorite, like, Barbara Keane part in this episode, even though it wasn't her, it was just the fantasy is – a very well acted moment from Aaron Richards, her best moment of the season, and maybe even like most of last season too, where Jim says, "Do you miss the way that you used to be?" And she, her before she even says a word, her facial expression completely changes, and she has this like sad, regretful look on her face, like that has a hint of longing in it too, and just the body language and the acting from her and that silent part is done very well, and it's followed by her saying, "Do you?" And then like Jim doesn't answer, which you can. You can almost do an entire episode of that because, like, this is supposed to be in Jim's head. Is this, like, Jim wish Barbara was the way she used to be? Is this Jim actually – because I did say in one of our last episodes that he never looked back on that relationship. Is this Jim being regretful about that or something? And, you know, why did Jim choose Barbara, of all people, to be his spiritual advisor? Like, it's there's a lot of questions you could ask about that. But ultimately, I do love, you know, that moment where, like – you see that Barbara's actually sad that things have not worked out, you know, the way that she wanted them to be, even if it's well, not I mean, the real Barbara. I, I think I think it's definitely left up for interpretation because I would think that like real life Barbara prefers being how she is now because uh, the, the character that she was at the beginning of the series was very very boring. Like as, as a person, she, there was there wasn't much to her. Even if we, you know, she's unlikable to some degree here, she's at least a lot more. She has a lot more agency. And a lot more autonomy. So I think that even if she if she regrets having a normal life, I think that she regrets the fact that she enjoys how she is now. So it's kind of a mixed feeling. And that I and he says, you know, to Gordon, I thought that she went to Gordon. Do you wish you were like the way you used to be, where Gordon was, you know, less illegal? Um, 
So I, I, I think there's a number of ways you can, you can take from that. Well, and you said uh, there, there's two things this episode that I'm wondering what you think of in Gordon's fantasy. Like, number one, um, you wanted there to be follow-up, emotional follow-up to what happened with, you know, Jervis Tech and the whole, like, you know, who who dies thing. I thought that there was significant follow-up in this episode with his, like, you know, conversations with both of the girls involved. And then the other thing, too, is you wanted some remorse from Gordon over the stuff he did. Not that he's shown a lot of remorse, you know, for, like, his actions the past few years, but I did think it was interesting when it was like, you know, why aren't you a cop? And he's like, cops are supposed to be heroes and I'm no hero. Uh, while that isn't a lot of self-exploration, I feel like, you know, at least it's surface exploration of him, you know, saying, yeah, it's not cool that, like, you know, <laughs> I've killed these people and done this illegal, you know, stuff. You know what, I actually was was pretty pleased with what we got. I thought that... Um, he was completely kept out of action so he could deal with himself because that, that was that was a major thing that happened last episode. They didn't like pretend it wasn't. And when Harvey says she need, first of all, everybody keeps on calling her Veil. It's like she doesn't have her first name. I don't know why. <laughs> that was actually awkward. Everyone's like, oh, "Go visit your girlfriend, the one that didn't break up with you in the first scene of the episode." Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> she, she sure thinks I'm so hot. <laughs> <laughs> why? She's texting me right now. Oh, yeah. stay away from me! You're, you're, so, you're playing. You're playing Angry Birds on your phone. What do you mean she's texting you? Well, I mean, um, I think that it was done well. I think I like the fact that, like, we kind of figured out you and I like, immediately that, like, he did that to save Lee. I didn't like him, like saying, like, you know, oh no, I totally want to hurt you to die, Lee. Believe me, I'm, I'm that cool. And like, everybody's like, you know, okay, Gordon, whatever, whatever helps you sleep at night. But um. Uh, I mean, I could buy Gordon saying because he's hiding behind, like you know, he doesn't want. But that's so childish. I mean, like, like who is he fooling? Nobody. Which is which is what the point was. Like he didn't fool anybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that was I kind did, of weird. Um, but I, I, I did, did think it was ridiculous that Lee pressed him on it, though. Like, well, <laughs> she was like, she's like, just admit that you have feelings for me. You know, my ex boyfriend who, and, and by the way, I'm engaged to someone else. Like. What does she have to gain by Gordon, like, admitting that he still loves her? Like, don't do that, Lee. <clears throat> they try to give him, like, you know, his own peace of mind, but, like, um... Yeah, what but... I, I, what I liked, though, I, I is that, I think she um, should have just silently, like, let it be unsaid between them. Well, what I liked about this is that, like, it... it the events of last episode made him kind of stop. And, and it wasn't just, like, you know, business as usual, let me, let me find the Mad Hatter and be action hero guy. Like, like, it, like, like it, the plot called for him to have a crisis of conscience... And there was, and it kind of was was at ahead of all the things he's done. So I actually thought that, like, I don't know how how intentional that was, but that's how it served the character. And I was pretty happy with like how. I mean, honestly, a lot of the LSD scenes I thought were kind of random, and I don't know if they all made sense. But the fact that they were happening at all suggested a crisis of conscience that that would make sense towards this guy who used to be a, a good person and now is not. I mean, there was some elementary school symbolism, and they're like, ooh. Bruce is wearing a mask. Don't you see, you know, like elementary school psychologists? It's because, number one, he's Batman. And number two, Bruce hides behind a mask of who he really is. Isn't this deep? Well, one, I don't know if he does. But two, uh, like, I thought, I thought, honestly, I, thought, I, I don't know if that was like, I'm not sure if that makes any sense. Um, and why, why, was, why is the penguin, like, you know, fighting him in war? Like, what does that mean? Because um, it's showing, you know, like different cast yes. members in uh-huh. wacky situations. They okay. need they need to have someone in there with them. And I think like, they could have been Bullock. That should have been Bullock, right? I mean, uh, 
I'm, I'm, I'm not going to suck I, I don't know if it's supposed stream, to mean anything. Like, you know, like, this isn't the Chuck Dixon issue of Nightwing where, like, Everyone that was in Dick's dream, like I literally something. just flipped to that issue, like before I, we came on Skype, because oh, I, I was just sitting oh. in my way. <laughs> Gordon's like, "What's your name, JT? What does it stand for?" <laughs> Jason. Jason Todd. No. Oh. Hi, Jason. <laughs> my name's Jim. <laughs> no, Jason Todd. Yep. Uh, is that supposed to mean something? You know, death in the family. Who's family? <laughs> the, the, the fanboys. The, the, the second Robin? Robin? Like Robin Hood? Ugh, never mind. I, I, I hope the show never buckles in, like, tries to, like, cater towards future characters like that. Like, oh, man, the first appearance of Jason Todd in this story where Bruce Wayne's a boy. Like, like fuck off. Okay, they're, they're going to. I mean, <laughs> we already had the Graysons, you know, like... I was well, just, we didn't have Dick Grayson. We, we didn't have, like... At least he's, like, still a twinkle in his dad's eye and not, like, you know... Nightwing, <laughs> but um, I digress. I, I think that like ultimately the flashbacks, on, well, not the flashbacks, but all the, the hallucinations, they're kind of random and kind of really cheesy, but they ultimately served a good purpose. And I like the fact that like it led to him becoming a cop again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like how like even though Mario Falcone like is like what I never want to see Jim again. Like when when Jim falls to the ground, he, this guy is like a legitimate doctor. He's not going to be like, "Oh, I hate him. I'm totally not going to try and save." He could have stepped on his neck, but he yeah. didn't. Yeah, he could have. <laughs> he has that like Steve Ditko, Peter Parker, one, like this is perfect. All I have to do is nothing, and I'll never have to worry about Jim Gordon again. <laughs> As he has like oh, a half like Falcone face and a half like Doctor face. Like, um, <laughs> oh, am I kidding? <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. And I, I noticed that like he turned around and had this this bandana, uh, bandana this bandaid on his neck, and I thought that the, I heard the music swell up like mysteriously, but um, maybe that'll be followed up maybe more. I, I didn't notice, and so like when Don texted me, about it, I said to him, "I don't know, maybe the actor got like you know like a boo boo on his way to work, and like <laughs> just kept it on." Marina Bakarin, can you kiss and make it better? We're only fake uh, going out. I'm still with Ben. <laughs> He's okay, like, ha. Of course we're only fake going out. Excuse me for a second. And he, like, goes to his car and, like, blasts all by myself as he, like, cries. Oh. <laughs> no, he, he, bla- he blasts uh, Lincoln Park. In the end, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he thought that they were dating for reals. He, like, he didn't realize that Gotham was just real until that moment. <laughs> you are so beautiful. Cut. That's not in the script, man. It's like, you are so pretty. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't know what a script is. Uh, but I love that moment where he's like, what? Jim said kill Lee. Yeah, he didn't mean it, though. I never want to see Jim Gordon again. He's right behind me, isn't he? Hey, guys, guess who's moving into your apartment? <laughs> guess who's homeless again? <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, we saw his home at the, again at the end of the episode, and I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I love seeing Gordon, you know. Like, I feel like we, we almost want him to be homeless again, because so, we had so much fun last season. No, like, he, he's earned this moment. Give him the house. Like, <laughs> it felt so good when he, like, you know, walked into that apartment, and he said, and someone said to him, so this is where you live. I know. Um, so so he's a cop again. Like, like, what do we say about that? Finally? Um, it, <laughs> I mean, right. him being a bounty hunter was like funny for jokes, and I guess he was like a private eye. But like, seriously, like there was no reason for him to be a cop, for not to not be a cop. And it got ridiculous to the point where, like yeah. in this episode, he's like showing up at the police station, like, 
hey, what can I do to help? Like, those people who, like, after they graduate from school, like, they go back to their school as super seniors all the time to visit. Like, you're not a cop. Like, why are you showing up here? And I don't know. He's like, I'm here to help. As a cop? Um, why? Like, <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, like I want to I help you find touch. Oh, you're being a cop again? Uh, no. Okay, I, I understand. Hey, boys, get him the hell out of here. And if he c- gives you any, any of his crap, arrest him. Barnes, please stop arresting me. <laughs> There's no law against a man taking the law into his own hands. <laughs> yeah, he did say that, did he? <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> Actually, there is. It's called the law. Let me see that. What? <laughs> Who wrote this shit? <laughs> you had to read it when, when you were in the Academy, Gordon. I never read such things. <laughs> I also like Bullock like saying, okay, seriously, even I'm saying, you know, stop being alone with Vigilante. It's getting on my nerves. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm glad. They they dragged this, you know, bounty hunter thing out a little long, so. It just felt so unnecessary. Like, like, like the plot did not require him doing this. Well, and, and I said, like, it's been closer to a year than it has not been a year because he, you know, was kicked off the force when he got arrested. And then when he, like, was unarrested. Uh, I say unarrested, and that's not a thing, but, you know, when he was exonerated, Barnes is like, you can come back and work for us, and he's like, thanks, as soon as I call Lee, that could take weeks or months, how am I ever going to find her number? Here it is, so call her and, you know, (laughs) um, uh, well, thing is, I don't own a phone. Oh, here, you can use mine. Um, Is that Hugo Strange I see? I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, then, and then you hear like Bulk's car starting in the background. Barnes, you know, he's he's turning into Ben Grimm more and more. It's <laughs> that's sad. He made out his will. He he's like resigned to dying. You know, I honestly like. I mean, I've always liked Barnes. I never, I never disliked him. Um, although he's a little weird when he first showed up, but like, uh, I liked the fact that he a you know yelled at Gordon again because like, I I really like him doing that. B, he he beat the pudding out of uh, the, the the Mad Hatter, which was satisfying to see, because the guy needed a horse kick in the mouth. Um, I hope he does it again. Uh, apparently, he might do it the next episode. Um, he, he's just—I mean, I said before—he is the most consistent character in the entire show. Everybody else has like has like ridiculously contradicted themselves once or twice. He's the one guy who like remembers what he says and sticks to his word, and you know actually has humanity and his play. And Michael Chiklis on his own is awesome. So I, I I'm I'm so glad that he survived in this in this, in this uh, season now, even if he is turning to like Solomon Grundy or whatever. Isn't Solomon Grundy showing up on the Flash right now? No, uh, I heard that he was on Arrow, but um, um okay, yeah, in my mind he's turning to Solomon Grundy. Hey, yeah, I, I, I've heard the jokes made. Like the Ben Grimm joke is easier, but hasn't really you know caught on too much, but. <laughs> well, also, we, he, he's doing the same kind of acting because like, remember in the first Fantastic Four film where he was like, like not feeling well and like before he turned Rocky, he's, he's like, the same kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I, I hope he gets out of this season okay, or maybe he'll go to Arkham or something. You know, like everyone does. Apparently, like only murderers go to Arkham, according to like Kringle Clone. Like, really? Um, which I, I have true. to actually think about. Like, no, because um, the, the Calendar Man was in Arkham Asylum, but he never killed anybody. But I just but, read, I just reread those within, within the show, though, like only murderers, like in the show's universe, is it only murderers that go there? Well, I mean, like, I mean, it's supposed to be for the criminally insane. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a mental hospital, not 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 jail, but, but 
Well, it's, it is the home. For, I mean, like if you're, you're going to do this, like it's a. It's, I think at one point it does say Arkham Asylum, home for the criminally insane. Um, so, like you know, if you're homicidal, you, you go because Barbara went there. She didn't kill anybody, but she well, she didn't. No, kill her she, she killed her parents. Yeah, but I mean, um, and, and she but, tried to kill Lee. <laughs> I, I I'm reminded about the season two premiere where she like, kind of just walks in there like freaking Barbie. Hated that. <laughs> I was actually just thinking of like the season finale where like it's Bullock, Falcone, and Gordon like going up in the elevator, and then like the door opens and they see like Barbara Keen and like Lee on the floor together, and then like Falcone looks at Jim and says, "That's my future daughter-in-law." <laughs> Barbara Keen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> As he like looks at like you know like the producers like notes for the next like few seasons like huh it says in season five I turn into a griffin <laughs> that'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Man? <laughs> uh, oh no! Some of Alex Tech's blood you know like got on me. Now I'm turning into. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. Let, let me talk about the Mad Hatter just just briefly because he think he thankfully wasn't in this episode much, but. Uh, I mean, I, I, again, I, I, I know that you don't think about this much, um, but like, like, why is he like all of a sudden able to like you know physically manufacture this 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 dead girl's like blood and like you know do science with it and it's like, like and like he's like, like I must have my revenge on Gotham. Why? Uh, because they also killed my daughter or my daughter, my my sister. In addition to Gordon, you know, the city was there when when she died. It's like it's like fuck off, writers. <laughs> I thought he was gonna like poison like the water supply or something. He's only, like, giving it to, like, you know, the town's, like, richest people. Like, everyone else... Who he's will... never met before or yeah, never like, mentioned once. Everyone else will survive. It's just... They really struggle to keep him in the story. Like, he could just, like, skip town, but, like... It's like, no, I must have my revenge on Gotham. Why? Uh... What's another word for reasons? I, and it was interesting seeing him go up against the Penguin for all of one second, but... I just... I, I don't like the... The, act, the actor's fine... He's doing the best he can, but the best he can ends up really annoying me, and I just I can't stand seeing him every time he's on screen. But I've, I've said it before. No, I don't have much else to say about him. I just uh, you know, as I said in the past weeks, I'm not into this whole Alex Tex blood thing because like it's the blood stupid. is stupid. Like, I don't, it's a complete MacGuffin. They don't they never explain yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's like magic or something, and it's just. One episode about it would have been, I guess, okay, but, like, the fact that, like, you know, most of the season so far has been about this, it's like, I really don't care. I mean, probably for them having an ongoing plot thread, I just wish wish it were better, and, like, I feel that, like, I feel that, like, the whole Butch, Penguin, Riddler thing had a lot more, I'm not sure they'll get back to it, but that could have been, like, the ongoing thread for that season, rather than Tetch versus the world, because he's just so... He's so so grating as a as a, as a person, but be that be that as may. Yeah, um, the other plot line in this was Riddler and Kringle, which. Are... <laughs> what do we think about this action? I don't know. Uh, I think that Miss Kringle clone, uh, Isabella, that was her name, right? Yeah. She. Chelsea's back. I don't like I don't like saying that somebody deserves to die because like and yet <laughs> because it's it's victim blaming it's like oh this girl deserved it because of the dress she was wearing that being said this girl deserves to die I'm flashing back to like a year ago those episodes that we did with like Stephen Lacey and stuff where Kringle has been like kind of stalked by Nigma 
And she gets an invitation to, to like go out to this fancy restaurant. And when she shows up, it turns out to be Nigma's house, which should have been like an alarm bell right there. Like, oh, we're not meeting in public. We're meeting in your house and no one knows I'm here. But she like goes in anyway. And I'm like, OK, wow, this is stupid. And then over the course of dinner, he like casually mentions that he murdered her last boyfriend. And like she's like, what? I'm scared. And he's like, oh, no, no. Let me explain. Um, sometimes I hear voices in my head and I talk to myself. Oh, okay. And then, like, she proceeds to, like, have sex with him. And I remember thinking at the time, like, wow, like, there are so many alarm bells here. Like, first of all, he lured you into the apartment with, like, by yourself. Second, he, like, casually talked about killing your missing boyfriend. And then he said that he's clinically insane and hears voices. Like, that's – and she was – but so this Miss Kringle, she finds out, oh, not not, this guy killed a girl who looked exactly like me who was also his girlfriend – and by the way, this wasn't like, you know, decades ago. This was mere months ago. And after he killed her, he framed other people for different murders and killed other people along the way. And she's like, well. <laughs> and he didn't tell me any of this. Obviously. Yeah. And, and he didn't tell me any of this. But like I read about. But because. And I, like, and I met him like, you know, like less than 24 hours ago. But because all my life I've read books, you know, like I want a real man. Yeah, that's exactly what that is, and that, that to me it's like, like I, it, it, it's very, very uh, Ted Bunny, where like you know this like charming guy turns out to be a serial killer, but like I think that they could have made her, they could have written her to be a little bit more realistic, rather rather than they, oh it's okay, no, yeah, no kiss me, I, I, yeah I heard that you killed your last girlfriend who looked exactly like me, who you were also as madly in love with as you are with me, but I decided, eh, I'll take a chance, you know, like. Because I read books and I don't know the touch of a man. Sometimes I walk through this little French village and, like, people's, like, you know, will, like, talk about how different I am. And I'll say, there must be more than this provincial life. Uh, Just watch. I'm going to make the Kringle clone my wife. I, I agree with you in that, like, it's ridiculous. Um, and I, I don't I don't, I don't want to dislike this character, but, like, that is really – it's just lazy writing. It's just lazy bad writing. Um, well, it makes, like, if you're, like, you know, if you had a female relative who came up to you and said, I met the most wonderful man, you know, and, like, oh, by the way, like, he's killed lots of people, like, this calendar year, and, like, the last <laughs> one that he killed was his other girlfriend, you you would be, like, rightfully concerned. I just feel like, like, like if they had a woman on the staff writing, then that would that would have been written differently, because I'm, I'm presuming that they, that they definitely don't. Maybe they had one point, but not, not that scene, because that's just, like... No one in the world would act like that. Like, no one in the world would act like that. <laughs> and then they kiss, and Penguin's like, "Man, let me tell you about the C plot of this episode." <laughs> yeah, he, he like stops in his tracks. Whoa! You, when... but I made you two break up your conversation. Uh, I gotta go. Yeah, it's kind of a death for that character. Out as as we, the moment we saw her, I knew, I knew she the thing was going to get her. But, but um, we'll see what happens. Apparently, apparently the next episode, like, like Riddler's having like you know LSD flashbacks of of uh, Christian Kringle. He's like, but you, you, but I killed you. I mean, that is to say. Now I didn't like the um the Penguin Riddler stuff this episode as much because like it was funny like you know Penguin like you know. Where is he? I'm so worried about him on the like that was funny for like a split second, but then I'm thinking about him like, okay, I get it. Like you know, he loves him, so like you know, he's going to be like overtly worried when he's missing. But it, it was a little too over the top for me, and it wasn't as like genuinely emotional as the last few episodes were. I, 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 you, you think it was played for laughs? 
somewhat and played for exaggeration. It, it's it's hard to describe it's like the way I, I, it, it didn't. It didn't do much. It didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't feel that way because it is the penguin, and he t- he tends to overreact all the time. Um, so it didn't uh, do much for me. I actually really liked how the how happy the Riddler was to tell the penguin. Like he genuinely sees penguin as a friend. It's like, oh man, I met this girl, and like it's kind of endearing to see, even if he doesn't return penguin's affections, seeing their relationship done that way. And the I don't think we talked about you know the actors, Robin Lord Taylor and Corey Michael Smith. They have, they do have good chemistry together, and they make this their scenes with both of them. They're not just like you know scenes with badly written characters. They're scenes where they really spark off together, and I enjoyed those scenes. Um, but I, I I hear what you're saying that, that that Penguin was a cartoon character again, as he's been this whole season. Yeah, I mean I'm still rooting for these two to get together. Um, apparently they did an interview <laughs> with some website or magazine I, um, that that I read online um, today where. Uh, both actors, like, they think that Penguin's, like, feelings for Riddler aren't real, that he's just, like, misinterpreting, like, affection at, um, a very vulnerable time in his life. But that's just the actor's take, you know, like. I can kind of see that. I mean, he definitely has a crush on him, but I, I can kind of yeah. see, like, like, Penguin. I mean, he, Penguin's obvious. I mean, I think that Penguin, uh, I, he obviously felt that Riddler loved him, at least initially. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. It's funny because, uh, do you remember, like, last. We thought that because Corey Michael Smith was, like, on a pilot that, like, he wasn't coming back. Like, remember we were saying, well, I guess the Riddler story... That's my fault. I said, I guess the Riddler story is wrapping up. I said, you know, I mean, where else can they take this character at this point, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I'll never say that again. (laughs) Well, no, like, and and bravo for the show. Like, they are taking the character in in a new place, um, so... (laughs) I, 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 I just think it's a very, very interesting idea. Um, and I, I too have seen people like, oh, they made the big one gay. This is this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me personally. But like, um, it's really interesting to see see where it goes. And I hope it doesn't end like contrived. Where like, you know, l- let's call it right now. Penguin kills Kringle. Look alike. Uh, Riddler finds out. He says, "But Riddler, I love you." They break up. That's that's how they're not. That's how they're like. They're not friends for the rest of the series. And like, they're rivals or whatever. Yeah, I mean, we'll get you know a Jim, Pam, Ross, and Rachel thing. Um. I don't know if I'm prepared to say that Penguin's going to kill her. That being said, there is some weird stuff in the solicitations, like for the next few weeks, that uh, that do support that theory. So uh, I don't know. Like it feels like that's too easy. I'm also wondering if like there's more to her than meets the eye. Like <sighs> this is going to sound incredibly stupid. Um, but, the Court of Owls clone Kristen Kringle, or like Kristen Kringle has like a twin sister who's going after Enigma as revenge. I, I would like that. That would be interesting because that, that would actually add dimension to that, as opposed to, like you know her just being on, being on the meat grinder. Yeah, or, or her like you know like it would explain why she's so eager to date this murderer. But, yeah, yeah, that, I, I, I like that because because it, it it makes her not stupid. <laughs> you know what she is. Yeah, incredibly stupid. That's unbelievably all, stupid. That's all I have to say about this episode. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, I kind of feel that this would be a, a short one because, like, the plots are very, you know, there's not much to say about them after a certain point. There's not much to say about the Bruce and Selena thing. It sure did happen. I did, I did like, like, like Alfred, like, you know, okay, I'll, I'll make myself scarce, but keep the lights on. And I'm not going to be far. Like, oh, yeah, you know, we didn't even talk about teenagers. the Bruce plot line, but, the, but that being said, all I had to say about it was, like, what I said in the little recap. You know, it's... <laughs> I, I got no. Other I, 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 I thought it was cute, but there's not much to say about it. Yeah. Like beyond that, 
Yeah. Um, for our new day rising episode, we have a comment from Al saying another counter regarding comments about superior Spider-Man. It's true that realistically speaking, even in a world of superheroes and aliens, you would not necessarily presume someone who is acting out of the ordinary to be the subject of a body swapping scenario. However, for the characters in Spider-Man supporting cast who have had direct experiences with situations with imposters or other elements, which might cause someone to not act as themselves, as Peter egregiously was in Superior to outside observers, then what would be cause for suspicion and alarm, and consequently action on the part of those characters? But those things were hand-waved in the story itself. It is not asking the characters to be as janrasavvy as the audience themselves might be as much for me to ask them to react to the situations, honestly, given their actual experiences and histories. So sure, while it's justifiable for characters like Aunt May or Mary Jane to not suspect Peter of being an imposter in Superior Spider-Man to the existence of people like Mystique or the Scrolls, their own direct experiences with chameleon, robot parents, shape-shifting alien symbiotes, clones, and genetically altered actresses should realistically cause them to act very differently to how they did. For other characters with different history and experiences, such as Selene in this episode, such considerations and reactions don't have to apply to her. And I feel for her in this specific episode, her thinking Bruce was either a different person or had somehow been affected by something would have made sense either way. Um, I I said all that I had to to that um, in the last episode or two. And, you know, and as I said, to hear more of my thoughts on that, go and listen to the Spider-Man Crawl Space episode where I rant about... Uh, Mary Jane knowing or not knowing. It's the Spider-Man Crawl Space episode where we covered Superior Spider-Man issue number two. Um, thank you all for leaving comments. The next episode is called Blood Ruse. Like, like it's spelled like Russ. Like, like... Blood R-U-S? Yeah. I don't know if it's just a typo on this thing. I don't uh, know what it means. Yeah. I'm looking at, like... Blood Russian? Because it's not Rush, but I don't know what a Blood Russ is. Uh, like... <laughs> Oh, it is Blood Rush. Um, Futon Critic just forgot to put the the H in. <laughs> Whoops. So Barnes begins Rush. to feel the effect of a recent incident and and begins to go mad. Okay. <laughs> I help kids with schoolwork all the time. And one of the things that we talk about is redundancies in, like, sentences. And you try to avoid using the same word twice in a sentence. Sometimes you'll do it when you're talking out loud like we're doing right now. But when you're writing something like a paper, like you're actually typing and writing something, don't use the word begins twice in one sentence. That's redundant. Meanwhile, Nigma is out of his depth. He kills himself lethally. Meanwhile, Nigma is out of his depth in his relationship with Isabella. And Carmine Falcone throws Lee and Mario an engagement party, which uh, <laughs> I thought they said they weren't going to do it in the all-new Gotham. La la. Um, let me see who the guest cast is. Okay, Mario, Isabella, Carmine Falcone, Dr. Simon, and the Toad. Have we seen the Toad before? Uh, yes, in X-Men, of course. Uh, I guess not. So, and you were talking about um, uh, that you noticed some things in the promo. Did I? Uh, Barnes like goes to see Manhattan, who like just you know uh, laughs in his face. That's the Mad Hatter, you guys. Uh, um, uh, Gordon. Gordon is a cop again, but he looks like he's an FBI man. Like he's dressed like he's dressed like Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks, and you know whatever. <laughs> like, like I, I feel like this this sure was an episode of Gotham, and, and the next episode might be the same. Although we're definitely getting some developments in the Barnes plot. So, mm-hmm. all right, so tune in next time, and we'll talk about that until and. Uh, It'll be the night before, like, let's see, 
the next week's episode okay. will be the night before the presidential election. So by the time we record, we'll know if it'll either be like a Trump presidency or a Clinton presidency. I that mean, was close because we almost went the entire episode without mentioning the election. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what if this is like happening in, in, in real life? Like the president's like chief of staff is like in love with the president. <laughs> in love with, well, I mean, because I'm in love with Hillary Clinton. And tries to destroy Bill. I want you to meet, you know, my new boyfriend, Bill. <laughs> Wait, aren't you? Aren't, haven't you two been married for like thirty years? Oh, a little longer than uh, that. Well, the public thinks we haven't. <laughs> yeah, the public thinks we, we've actually never met before. Like, it's all been like smoke and mirrors, and like just like the niche salsa says. So until then, this is Josh. And this is Don. And you've been listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast. call like you know gordon's through the looking glass gordon's horrible no good really bad day <laughs> gordon's elevator ride with you know <laughs> awesome gordon's gordon's elevator ride with barbara king it's not what <laughs> it is like, like them, them blasting into the roof like willy wonka <laughs> <laughs> barbara king's like uh, actually gordon's like take a trip Something, something, and out of your imagination. Gordon, don't forget the, the story about what happened to the man who had everything he ever wanted. What happened? He lived happily ever after. And then they hug, end of Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> With Gordon's <laughs> Uncle Joe, or Grandpa Joe. <laughs> Pure imagination. <laughs> and then, like, look like all the <laughs> It's like... Oh well, I guess you know what time it is. <laughs> and, then, and then like a bunch of like, and then like a bunch of like Butch Gilzines like. I've got a nut. What? Bullet bloopers already. As Bullock's like screaming for help, and <laughs> choose Gordon. Do you save Bullock from the chocolate thing, or do you just eat the there? chocolate? Ah, it's such an impossible choice. No matter what I do, I lose. Save <laughs> no choice. matter what I do, I, I don't know what to do. Damn you! Damn you! Madhouse. Yeah, the matter would have been. Damn you and your impossible, impossible. Choice. <laughs> uh. Okay. All right, let's get down to business and defeat these Huns. This one's called the Red Red Queen or Red... Oh, who cares if they're not? Um, I'm I'm, I'm stopping you now. I'm stopping you now before before you're stuck in my head. (laughs) Um, I, 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 I...